or in some other country had to be almost the same. You understand I'm saying like where they uh, dress the same way, hairstyle the same way, and stuff the same way, but that doesn't save you. See, human example and human pattern doesn't save you. The example is the word of God. You have to look into the scripture. The pattern is Jesus Christ. See, and uh, John was in the spirit and the Lord's day. And the Lord uh, showed him a pattern. See, uh, in, the, uh, in the first chapter of uh, Revelation, if you have your Bibles, look it right there. Revelations chapter 1 and see what John saw. Uh, in the first day, he was where? First thing you have to be is in the spirit. Okay, so here's the example. Is in the spirit. Are you in the spirit? Am I in the spirit? Is the church in the spirit? And what verse is that? I was in the spirit. Uh, verse um, 10. Look at verse 10. Where, where, where was John? On the Isle of Patmos, but he was in the spirit. How was he? In the spirit. So, what, what should we be in? The spirit. You got to be in the spirit. Now I'm talking about the spirit of the Lord. So John said, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day. Without this, nothing would be done. See, without the Holy Spirit, nothing can be done. Not by might, nor by power, but it's by my spirit. You have to be in the Holy Spirit. Remember that now. The example, the leading is the Holy Ghost. And, and. I heard behind me a great voice as of a trumpet. See that word trumpet? Okay. And you find that in the, the fourth chapter, I think it is, the trumpet. And, and so, so of, of Revelation saying, here was what? This was a, a talking trumpet, <coughs> a, a, a trumpet speaking. So you have to listen to the voice of the trumpet. And I <coughs> say, I am Alpha. And Omega, see what he say? The um, the first and the last. And what thou seest, notice you have to see something. Okay, you have to see a pattern. You have to see an example. What thou seest, write in a book. Okay, write what you're seeing in a book. And that's where you get your example from, from the book. And that's where you get your lessons from. Is from the book. What thou seest, write in a book and send it to the seven, to where? The seven churches which are in Asia and Ephesus, notice, which are in um, Asia. Unto, notice the seven churches. Unto, unto Ephesus, one. Unto Ephesus, Ephesus was one of those churches. And you, you send it to seven churches. Uh, Ephesus, verse, uh, verse, uh, verse 11, Ephesus, 1, Smyrna, and unto Pergamos, and unto Thyatira, and unto Sardius, and unto Philadelphia, and unto Laodicea. Right within, listen, right within, don't you know that God gave us a guideline and a pattern? You want, you want to get your example? Huh? Don't write for some magazine from some, for some place and they send you how they do things. That's not your pattern. The pattern is the word of God. See, you need to go to uh, Revelation and find out what's my pattern. 
See what what's my example? How do I how do I get a pattern? What do I live by? See my I don't write to my headquarters if I have one and find out and say, give me an instruction for the month. A lot of people do that. A lot of organizations do that. But that's not the order of God. See, each assembly, each assembly, no matter what the size is, is sovereign. Amen. This is the assembly that uh, you're responsible for. This is the assembly that will give an account to the Lord for you right now, where you are. If God moves you and you were uh, uh, called to some other place, that's different. See, then, but right now when you're in a church, a local church is responsible for you. Amen. That's true. I didn't make the rules. So here were seven churches. Okay, let's name them. Ephesus, and they have a name. Ephesus, Samernia, Pergabos, Thyatira, Sardius, Philadelphia, and unto Laodicea. And all these churches were different. Really. All of these churches had a different structure. Different pastor, different structure. And the pastor, if they had telephoned, didn't have to get on uh, over from Ephesus and call Pergabus and say, uh, what do you have on the program tonight? No, he didn't have to do that. That man, that pastor, <laughs> was... Uh, was directly responsible to Jesus Christ. Amen. He didn't have to call somebody and find out. What should I preach to tonight? Or get a program. You know monthly quarterly. A program. You know that little program you get. And every, every church in the fellowship is preaching it. You don't have to do that. Because the church. Uh, uh, looks to Jesus Christ. So in Ephesus. here it's a, In Ephesus and. Uh. And the last one was Laodicea. And I turned. To see the voice that spake unto me. Or with me. And being turned what he saw. Seven golden. Notice they were all golden. At the start. They started out golden. But they became. Some of them became defiled. They wandered. From the order of God. You remember that Jesus Christ gave the pattern. It was not an, it was not an headquarter that gave the pattern. Or some churches. It was Christ. See so like uh, this church here. Uh, we are sovereign. We don't get commission from another church. That tells us what to do. No. Because then we're, we, we will be disobeying God. Because that what God does. Uh, over in Main Street. He might not uh, do it here. Uh, on, um, on 16th Street or wherever. They were all sovereign. Everything was sovereign. So here in um, verse, uh, what verse are we now? And I turned to see the voice that spake with me. And being turned, I saw what? How many? How many? Seven golden candlesticks. How, how were they? That means they were pure. The church that came out of the upper room was pure. Seven golden candlesticks. Was seven pure churches. That came out of the upper room. But something happened. Something happened as the. Um, as the days go by. Or the years go by. There was a change that coming to them. In verse 12. Is it verse 12 now? Verse 13 says. says, And in the midst. In the midst of the seven candlesticks. Notice there. The seven candlesticks. Who was there? Jesus. 
Okay, the, the, the Lord was there in the midst of it. Each church was responsible to keep the Lord in their midst. Each church. Amen. In other words, I didn't have to keep the church, uh, keep the Lord in my church for the church over in, if I was in Ephesus, for the church in Samaria. He said, and in the midst of the seven candlesticks, one light unto the Son of Man. See, we don't, we don't have, we've lost order, the church order today. We've lost the government. So we don't understand what a church really is. See, a church is the judgment seat of Christ in the earth. So uh, he said, one clothed with a garment down to the foot and girt about the pops with a golden, golden girdle. That's what Jesus Christ. He had access in his local church. He, he, it was open for it. Okay, he had the church in his right hand. Okay, he had the um, the stars, which is the minister, I think it is, in his right hand. And verse uh, 14 says, describing him, his head and his hair were white like wool. You see how pure he was? When he came out pure, white as snow, white as snow. And his eyes were as a flame of fire. And verse 15 says, and his feet was like unto brass. It's what a what a good description description of Jesus Christ. See, welcome. You see what a good description is. Uh, his feet like unto brass, as if they burn in furnace, and his voice as the sound of many waters. That's what you're looking for. See, that's what the description given what Christ is that a church look for. That a body looks for. That a fellowship looks for. You've got to. Sandra. My goodness. Welcome sweetie. Sorry about. My I just recognize you. Okay. This was. My lord. Thank you. Okay. So. Uh, his feet. Like unto fine brass. That's Jesus Christ. And that's the pattern. That's what you look for. You have to look for Jesus Christ in a church. You might not see me. I might not see you. But sir, we would see Christ. If you find Jesus Christ, you find everything. Amen, somebody. Sit and his feet like unto fine brass. As if they burn in a fire. And his voice. You have to hear the sound. You can recognize the voice of the Lord. Somebody said, I want to hear something. But whose voice do you want to hear? Who do you want to talk to you? Who do you want to talk to the church? His voice was as a sound of many waters. I've been up to the mighty Niagara Falls, and this is greater. Okay, the sound that goes forth. And verse uh, 16 says, But notice what he had in his right hand. Seven stars, and out of his mouth goeth a sharp two-edged sword. That's the word of God. The preacher, the church, must have the word of God coming out of his mouth. Jesus Christ is the word of God. And hear a vision of Christ out of his mouth going forth a sharp two-edged sword. The sword should not be dull. Somebody say, Pastor, you're cutting me up. That's what this sword does. A pastor carries sword. You know what love is? Do you know what love is? Love is correction. Love is telling you the truth. Love is disciplining you so you'll be in the first resurrection. Love is not patting you and going over you and 
telling you a lie. Love, love is telling you that the wages of sin is death. That's what love is. See, and and uh, I'm telling you about the gift of God. Said, uh, uh, you made mistake, but Jesus Christ can change you. The Lord has mercy. And he had in his right hand seven stars. And out of his mouth went for a sharp two-edged sword. And you don't want to have that sword against you. You want to be in favor and in line with that sword. Okay? When he came to you with a sharp two-edged sword. But you don't want him to come as an enemy against you. Or angry or upset against you. The Bible said the Lord God is a consuming fire. Yes, he is merciful. But he's a consuming fire. Yes, he is a consuming fire. Believe it or not. Said. And he had in his right hand. Seven stars. And out of his mouth. Went a sharp two-edged sword. And his countenance. Look at it now. You know. His countenance. Was as the sun shining in his strength. You can't look at the sun. You go out there and look at the, even the natural sun. You're blind. How much more looking in the face of Jesus Christ. And that's what will change you. When you see a glimpse of Jesus. Of a revelation of Christ. He changed you. Amen. One glimpse at Christ. And you're not the same. You know. If you don't see Christ. Then there's no changes. But when you look in the face of Jesus Christ. With open face. The Bible said. We with open face. Beholding as in a glass. The glory of God. Oh my God. We are changed. Nobody can resist the glory of God. He said, but I'm resist. I've been resist. Oh, because God might not be dealing with you. But when your time come. And all of us, we'll have a time. We'll have a time. See, I cannot really love you. Unless I love Jesus Christ. That's just human love. That's temporary. You do me something, I get mad at you. I don't love you anymore. But the love of God lasts forever. Hallelujah. It's forever and ever. And God loves us to all eternity. He does. Not only in this life, but he loves us forever. Throughout all eternity. Well, don't go to that church. They're too rough. He preaches too rough. You don't understand. You need that. You need that to get over. Into the promise. Promised land of God. And he had in his right hand. I like that, don't you? Seven stars. Who's who's keeping you? Who's holding you up? Who's holding up the church? See, because uh something along similar to what Sister Rebecca was saying there is that you gotta understand that Christ is the keeper of the church. And the church is not depending upon you or me. It's Christ. Who's holding up the seven stars? Who has the golden candlestick? Who has it in his right hand? It's all about Jesus. Somebody say, if I don't keep the church, it's going to fall. No, it's not. It's not. God can save by many as by few. So he said he had in his right hand and seven stars. And out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword and his countenance. My was up as the sun that shineth in his strength. What a what a what a savior that is. Can you imagine the, the the sun shining in his strength? That's how Jesus looked. So there's nothing can hide from him. He's light. Next verse. 
And when I saw him, look, 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 what happened when you see Jesus? You know, people say that I've seen Jesus and nothing happened. They're just the same, never change. You have not seen Christ. When you see Jesus, you're going to change. When you've got the love of God in your heart, you'll never be the same. You'll never be the same. And I don't have to tell you that I've got the love of God. It will show. Alright, does, does the sun have to tell me it's shining? No. No more than the love of God. When you've got the love of God, it shines. Glory to God. And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead. Somebody swearing and taking the name of the Lord in vain and you're not hurting God. Huh? How far is God? Where is he? So are you going to hurt him? You cannot hurt God. No more than you can hurt the church. Because one chase a thousand. One mighty power of God chase a thousand. And two put ten thousand to flight. Oh, you. Is there a church over there still? Why do you ask that? Well, because I'm not there. Who are you? You're not, you're nothing. You and I are nothing. God doesn't ever put a weight on us. <laughs> you know, like, we're, we're, we're from the valley, so you drive out there. Have you ever seen the grapevine? You see the grapevine? You see them over there? They prune them, right? And they bear grapes. But have you ever seen a lumberman going over there and cutting the, the vines to make a house? No, they're not for house. You can't put no weight on that. It's good for grapes. But it's not good for house. And God's not going to put a weight on you and I. But he's got the rock. Jesus Christ. Upon this rock I will build my church. You don't know what it's built on? You? No. Me? No. It's built upon Christ. On Christ the solid rock I stand. Upon this rock I will build my church. And the gates of hell cannot prevail against it. And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead. And he laid his right hand upon me, saying unto me, what a comfort. Have you ever needed a comfort? Hmm? Have you ever been down? But though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why not? Because thou art with me. He laid his hands on you. And he comforts you. When you need a friend and there's nobody around. Jesus Christ is a friend that's sticking closer than a brother. He's a friend in the storms. He's a friend in need. We need to humble ourselves and walk softly before God and say, have mercy on me. Because none of us have crossed over yet. We haven't crossed over yet. And we need mercy. All of us need mercy. And we need a church. You need a church more than you need anything else in the world. More than you necessary. Thank you, dear. But still give me some food. Because she'll go up and use it to me, you know. <laughs> I know my wife set up. <laughs> and when I saw him, look at it. I fell at his feet as dead. And he laid his right hand upon me. Saying unto me, Fear not. I am the first 
and I'm the last. Can you, can you imagine? He's always there. First on the scene, and he'll never leave you forever. I'm the first, and I'm the last. I am he, oh, you're just about now ready to shout, that liveth and was dead. And behold, I am alive forever. Did you know that? Did you know that the resurrection is for real? Did you know that? You didn't know that? There's a resurrection. That means after this life comes death, but after death there's a resurrection. That means you live again. You live again. And you know who is the resurrection? It's Jesus Christ. He's the same one that's going to raise you from the dead. That's why you serve him. You serve him because you want to be raised from the dead. You don't want to be left there. You want to be raised from the dead. And Jesus says, I am me that was dead. I'm not dead anymore. And there's a scripture said, because I live, you shall live also. You know why I shout tonight? Because of life in Christ. Because of the hope that I have in Jesus. God. And behold, I'm alive for how long? Even in this funny life with all its problems, if you knew that you're going to live for a long time, a hundred more years, but that come to an end. But the life I'm telling you about, it never ends. You will live forevermore as Jesus Christ lives. Amen. And what does he have? What kind of keys does he have? A lot of us have keys for the car. I don't have mine. My wife took it away. But some of us have keys to car, right? Keys to the house. I don't even already have a keys to the house. <laughs> keys to the post office box. I don't have that either. But you understand what I mean. Keys. It's very important to have a key. To open, to get in and out. But look what Jesus have. He don't. He's not talking about the keys to your house, the keys to your cars, keys to your bank book, or your whatever it is. He's talking about the keys to death and hell. Nobody can unlock death. Nobody can unlock the grave but Jesus. And he's got the keys. My God, he's got keys. Don't you know that? Otherwise, the devil shut us up because the devil uh, is death himself. But Jesus Christ came and took the keys of death and hell from the devil. The devil doesn't have the keys anymore. That's why you can shout in church. Because Jesus Christ has the keys. That's something to shout about. That's, that's better than winning the lotto. That's better than anything. Christ has the keys to unlock that grave to unlock dead and hell. To set the captives free. What a God. What a Savior. That's why you're serving. And now the keys of hell. I didn't say. It's up there. It's in the book. He has the keys. Jesus Christ has the keys. Of dead and hell. Write the things. Which thou was seen. And the things which are. And the things which shall be hereafter. The mystery 
of the seven. Here's a mystery now. It's explaining a mystery. The mystery of the seven stars which thou sawest in my right hand. And the seven golden candlesticks. Remember? The seven stars are the angels of the seven churches. I told you about the seven churches. Ephesus down to Laodicea. And the seven candlesticks which thou sawest are the seven churches. Isn't that, isn't that, isn't that beautiful? Huh? Let me say it again. The mystery of the seven stars which thou sawest in my right hand and the seven golden candlesticks. Explain. The seven stars are the angel or the pastor, the minister of the seven churches. Each church had a minister. And that minister over one church did not have to account to the other minister. They were sovereign. Hmm? Didn't have to write for the monthly, quarterly. They had individual letter from Jesus Christ. Did you know that? Read it. Have you read it? Each one of them had their own letter. They had their own commission. They had their own charge. And every church is sovereign. And every pastor is responsible to preach the word of God. Where God placed him. So just like every man has his house. He has his wife. You don't care what. If he live in one, uh, 101. You don't care what 102 does. When there's a noise over 102. You don't keep knocking and say. Hey what you guys doing over there. That's not his business. 102 have their own. The same thing goes for Ephesus. Amen. We are responsible for this church. And you work in this church. You love this church. You build it. And love is deeds. Love is deeds. Water the plants. Help to cut the lawn. Help to brush. Kill cobwebs. That's what love is. Not leave it for somebody else. Or you better. Map the floor health. That's what love really is. Love expresses itself in kindness. Let me close. I got to go back here again. The mystery of the seven stars which thou sawest in my right hand. That's Jesus speaking. And the seven golden candlesticks. The seven stars are the angel of the seven churches. And the seven golden candlesticks which thou sawest. Are oh the seven churches. That's the pattern. That's the example. That's what we've been teaching here and trying to guide you. You pay attention to this and you'll find out. Amen. I've learned from experience to keep my eyes on the Lord. And to keep my eyes in the word. And I told this church that when you focus on the word of God. You'll see what God will, uh, will do for you. Amen. So I hope you. Hope you got blessed tonight. Amen. Hope you got blessed tonight. Are we uh, we're